What is this doing on my bed? I, I don't know. Uh, uh, uh... You are having sex on our bed. Yes. Who told you you could have sex in our bed? Well, my bed is too small. Your bed is too small? I'm gone two weeks and you turn our house into, into Bourbon Street? Where am I going to sleep? What are you talking about? I can't sleep in there. Of course you can. I can't. I can't. June 6, 2021. Hello. Hello. Apologies in advance if this sounds weird. My laptop is uh, not in great shape. See, it's like a jet engine taking off. And it's not even doing much of anything, no. but the fan is whirring so hard and it's really hot. And I don't know if I can clean out the fan whirring. I and... think I think your laptop has an anxiety. Maybe. So it's just like all hopped up all the time. Like, uh, oh my God. Uh, oh my God. Uh, yeah. So uh, if this sounds a little weird, apologies. We're going to do our best though. So you might be like, what are you talking about? The audio quality is crystal, but... <laughs> I'm not that good. No. <laughs> no. All right, well, whatever. So let's move on before it dies entirely. The we post lose the recording, it. The right? The post-it is out. Let's do it. Yep, here it comes. Very exciting. That's some good foley for you. Uh-huh, in case you needed some. Post-it foley? Post-it foley. <laughs> okay, so... So... Remember when I said that Pericles, Prince of Tyre, as it was being put together as the next play in the Pendant Shakespeare, was coming along very nicely and we would have a premiere date for you? I bet it's still coming along nicely and we don't have a premiere date. We have a premiere date. Oh, we do? And in fact, the premiere date is June 16th. Oh. A mere few I, weeks away. I thought you were setting everyone up for disappointment. I wouldn't do that. Sure you would. Not intentionally. Yeah, you would. No. <laughs> Come on. Come on. Uh -huh. You are casting aspersions upon me I am. right now. Maybe I am. And it's not fair. Well. That's rude. You'll get over it. <sighs> in any case, Pericles, Prince of Tyre, will begin in the Pendant Shakespeare on June 16th. So June 16th. A mere, a mere couple weeks, you'll couple be weeks. having new Shakespeare in your ears. Neat. So that's cool. Woohoo. The, um... Other new show that we haven't been able to tell you what it is exactly yet, but the one that is going to have six episodes and a preset cast is going to be recording in June. So that's very exciting. Um, hopefully production will go well after that. They're going to be recording all six episodes at once. And then the directors, uh, Vincent Morrison and Paul Brueggemann, will get to work. So we will see how that goes. We will keep you informed, but it is moving along. Yep. We'll let you know when we can about the secret secrets. The secret secrets. Yep. As opposed to the non-secret secrets, which we just tell everyone about. I guess, yeah. Well, they're not much of a secret then, are they? That's why they're non-secret. Okay. There's like levels. So there are two other little bits of news, and they're both about Genesis Avalon. How about oh, that? Oh, Genesis so, Avalon. So apparently in the UK, there's some kind of magazine for Business is like a business magazine, and it's called Welp, W-E-L-P, and like the internet way, not like you're a Welp in that old word. Whoa. Welp. You know, like you're like, Welp. Welp. That's what they called their magazine. That's amazing. I know. They made a list of the top 20 podcasts of 2021, and on that list 
these are drama podcasts of 2021. And on that list was Genesis Avalon, which, of course, ended seven years ago. Which so is a little confusing. It's a little strange. But you know what? We're grateful anyway. But that's great. That's we're, nice. We're glad they like the show. Yeah. So that's really cool, right? So, and wow, not something you see coming seven years after a show ended, but... Not not usual, but welcome. Sure. and so, But then the other, other news about it is that we've been telling you that the sequel series Patriots first season was coming along in the scripts and the rest of the scripts are done and in. Oh my goodness. I'm editing them right now. I'm hoping to have them done in the next couple of weeks, but we're really busy, so I'm trying to get through them as fast as I can. But once that's done... They're going to go right into uh, production, recording and production. So, And I think there will be some casting calls. A lot of the cast from the first show is coming back, but there's also going to be some new roles. So there may be some casting calls for that as well if you've been dying to get into Genesis Avalon. So keep your eyes open for that. Keep your peepers open. Keep your peepers popped. Ooh, <laughs> that's better. You like that? Pop those peepers. I don't know. That sounds a little gross. Does it? Blech. <laughs> okay, let's move on. All right. From Denver, Colorado, we have Adam Bledford online. Hello. Hello. How is it going? Oh, it's going. How are you doing? I'm doing all right. How are how are things up in uh, Denver? Kind of rainy. Uh-huh. Uh, we we. We're celebrating Memorial Day with lots and lots of rain, which we kind of need. But you know, it'd be nice to have some sunshine and be able to be outside and grilling. It's and holiday, holiday weekend, exactly, and not trapped inside with children. Uh, <laughs> <No>. <laughs> right. And have a you... five-year-old and a three-year-old, and they're they're very crazy. Oh and, yeah, uh, I had two girls at that at those ages at the same time. Yeah. And they're both really, really smart, so they know how to really either push your buttons or build <laughs> things of mass destruction. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. You know, they and they they work together. So uh, the the pandemic really taught them to to band together and make mom and dad's life a living hell. So there you go. Yeah, yeah, we've of course have had the hours long renditions of everything Frozen, Hamilton. And a bunch of other shows. All that music. All the time. I gotta tell you. Our kids. They can carry. (laughs) They can carry those notes. Clear across the house. And up and down two floors. That's that's good. Good projection. They've got good breath control. I mean you you should celebrate that. Yes. Impressive Mm -hmm. lung capacity. My daughter has excellent love, lung capacity as well. Uh, when she screams right in my face, um, I at least mm-hmm. lose at least a little bit of hearing every time. Mm-hmm. So I, I feel yeah. you. So you get it. You get it. Um, I do. And the zombie apocalypse is you guys have held up okay? We have, we have, we, uh, we, we got lucky when, when COVID hit, um, we'd actually had been doing uh, renovations to, uh, to the, the basement level of the house. And luckily they had just about finished the renovations. So we were able to expand into the, the, the newly renovated area. Otherwise we probably would have had more trouble because we were all confined to one floor of the house. Ah. So 
we we managed to we managed to get through it. We managed to survive, and now you know my wife and I are fully vaccinated and excellent. You know, congratulations, our children that. are. Thank you, thank you. Um, and our children are just like I said, they're crazy and driving us crazy, and they're finding new ways to do it all the time. And, and waiting on that uh, that clearance for their age group. Yeah, it, I mean, I, I think that there's, I think their clearance is going to come a lot later because I, I think they just approved it for teenagers. So yeah, uh, it's going to be a little while for them. Mm-hmm. But yeah. my my uh, my son, you know, he he started kindergarten this year, so mm-hmm. he actually you know doesn't know a time in school where there was no mask. So for him, he was like, sure, you know, whatever, I'll wear another mask. I don't care. This is what we do, right? Okay. Well. Hopefully, all goes well between now and end of the summer, and things get back to what you and I would consider more normal. Mm, hopefully, yeah. Um, you know, we're we're starting to see more places open up. We're starting to see less um, worry about the masks and everything, which is mm-hmm. you know weird walking into a store not wearing a mask so sometimes yeah. i wear the mask just to make everybody else feel good but yeah um, yeah now it's kind of this in-between state right some mm-hmm. people are have gotten their vaxes and some people haven't yet some people are wearing masks some people aren't yeah it doesn't help that the cdc guidelines are kind of fluctuating a little bit and then the state guidelines and then the county guidelines and nobody right. just thought about having a conference call where everybody sits down and figures this out so yeah. yeah, you just kind of roll with it. Yep. You kind of make that decision for yourself and say, okay, this is what I'm going to do. And as long as I'm complying mm-hmm. with at least complying with the bare minimum, then there shouldn't be a people having tizzies. Exactly. So, take and how ironic. Oh, I'm sorry. Just take it day to day. Yeah. Yeah. And how ironic that your big character right now is mask that is kind of an irony isn't it see, see how um, i did there <laughs> i i did it was very clever thank uh, you points thank points to you <laughs> points to you sir yeah i'm playing so, the character of mask in the kingery in yes. season 11 and yeah uh, he and is... I, let me say go ahead you've been totally creepy i love it <laughs> well thank you i um, I'm only part of it. Uh, you can talk to, you can talk to Dave and I, I think, I think Bruce Busby is helping with the, uh, the audio as well, because, uh, they've, they've got this whole setup to make my voice very harsh and very, very, very grating, uh, as mm-hmm. if I was wearing a mask. Right. And, uh, so I, I, I'm only part of it, but. Well, I, I. I got to say, I mean, your the delivery of your lines has been really good. I, I'm looking forward to seeing where we're going with this. Um, oh, thank you. Yeah. Well, I, I remember the casting call came out and I was looking at it. I'm like, okay, um, have I done a mad scientist before? And so I was sitting there and I, I, I just, I had, I think I had like 10, 15 minutes to, to figure something out. Cause then I had to go pick up my kid or something. And, uh, and so I was like, okay, um, what could I do? That's, that's kind of different. So I was like, mm-hmm. you know, this is the army of the evolved, you know, and and I I started to just kind of spin the character a little bit, and mm-hmm. uh, and that's how Mask kind of came to be. And then I just made him a little more 
a little more sadistic than uh, th- than I intended, but it came out really well. So I'm, I'm just <laughs> no, that's definitely it. there. <laughs> yeah. So was the draw to to the character the the mad scientist angle, and you not having done that before? Yeah, I'm 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 always looking for ways to uh, to push my uh, my skill set and uh, or to expand yeah. my skill set, push the envelope, things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, because you know there there are certain things that every every voice actor has that they can they can just really rely on. Like for me, the the British accent. Um, if I audition for a British accent or Br- British accented role. I've got a pretty good chance of at least getting a callback because I, I do it really well. And uh, okay. that's awesome, but I don't want to be known just for that. I don't want to be a one trick pony. Mm-hmm. And so I always find ways to, to, to expand and, uh, you know, I've taken classes uh, to, uh, to expand my, my repertoire and try and figure out what my voice can actually do in terms of, of character voices and, you know, just creating new and complex characters stuff mm-hmm. like that. And, okay. uh, and so, yeah, it was like, Hey, why, why not try something completely different with mask? The the only thing that might, might happen is I don't, I don't get this role and you know, you go find another. Right. So, so, um, do you do voice acting professionally? Is that your, your full-time gig or. That is it's, it's, uh, I'm semi-professional right now, I suppose. Cause I have done paid work. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, in the last couple of years, uh, since we last did a TWIP, I think we did one with me back in 2019. Um, yeah, it's been a while. I, um, I'm, I'm doing audio books. Uh, I've done some video game work, but that's under NDA, so I can't really talk about it. Um, okay. I've done some, uh, some other audio dramas and, you know, just generally, uh, I'm trying to find new things, trying to break into the, the commercial area, um, you know, practicing with that. And just definitely moving toward uh, trying to make it a vocation, but it's mm-hmm. a slow process because you know as as all the uh, really uplifting voice acting uh, accounts on Twitter and Instagram say, it's not a race. Everybody goes at their own pace, you know. <laughs> so um, you have to be very zen about it and mm-hmm. not curse and swear when you don't get the really awesome part or no, yeah, maybe a little or whatever. Bit. You're allowed to blow off some steam. Well, you know, there, there might be a son of a, or, you know, yeah. something like that, but you know, you have to, you have to learn to, to be bulletproof and be able mm-hmm. to take rejection. So, yeah. So I'd say semi-professional best, best describes me right now at this point. Okay. That's cool. That's cool. Um, in the Kingery, so you're, you're playing mask and so we've got the first half of the season done is there anything that um you've done in the role so far that has really stood out for you as like yeah that was really cool when i did that um i i just i i have fun with the uh just with the asides because you know this character is he's not exact he's sort of sadistic but at the same time he's not really human anymore not very human so in some ways the, the the sadism is more I don't understand humanity anymore. So um it, it's kind of fun to have him be very just detached and and just throw out an aside some kind of smart ass aside like uh, you know is this very painful? Oh yes, you know, just kind of <laughs> ham it up. But so is just he because, trying to be a smart ass because 
he's sadistic or is it that he's just lost touch with his humanity do you think i think he's he's uh he's lost touch with it because you know what he's trying to do he's trying to tell everybody you know you you need you know evolve or we'll do it for you and I, I think that that's really like, you know, you, you need to come in and uh, walk my path. You need to, you know, get off your asses and stop being biological and, and embrace uh, better things. But mm-hmm. in doing so, he's totally forgotten what it's like to be a human being. So he can't really relate to anybody. And on top of that, he's just a, a jerk. And, and so all of that <laughs> kind of mixes together and it creates this very, very odd character. And it's a lot of fun to play because I just, you know, I, I, I find new and interesting ways to deliver the lines or, you know, it, it's just fun to kind of explore what I can do with him and, and try and, and not be the standard, you know, mwahaha, mad scientist. Right. So. So do you enjoy playing the villain more than the hero slash good guy slash or, or or not neutral non-villain type i i play a lot of i play a lot of villains um and, and i i i find the i find the joy in well i'll, I'll say this I, I find the joy in any role because a it's something where i get to act and i get to use my voice but mm-hmm. um you know being being the villain is fun because you get to explore something that's completely different um, you know, there I've played characters that have been kind of the cartoony villain, a little bit like mm-hmm. Mask. And then I've played people who are realistically just horrible people. And you have to really commit to just being horrible to to do it. Mm-hmm. So it, you really get to push the the envelope. But at the same time, you know, you 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 also kind of or I, I also find that I, I want to be the the person that people root for. So every once in a while, it's nice to get a role where I, I get to be the get to be the hero and kind of balance things out. Um, and yeah, like I, I played a, a character called uh, Jono in uh, Y2K, the, the Y2K pod, and mm-hmm. he was sadistic. He was manipulative. He was abusive. He was angry, insecure. And one of the first pieces of, of direction I got when I got that role was you need to not be a nice guy at all. And so I had to learn to turn that off. And just go full throttle into this terrible, terrible person and be that petulant person. And I succeeded because they, they basically told me, you know, you people would tell me, I absolutely hate you as, as this character. That This character <laughs> is horrible. I can't. Right. The, the second I hear your voice, I get enraged. And I'm like, OK, nice. good. I did my job. And then I would tell the director, hey, listen, now that you've written such a great villain, I need you to write me a, a, a hero because everybody hates me now. And this is your <laughs> fault. Right. So, Have you played an anti-hero where you kind of get that blend of the two? Uh, you know, I, I don't think I have. I, I kind of, I've, kind of, I've kind of been sitting on, on, on uh, one or the other. Uh, mm-hmm. None of them are really coming to mind as, as, as fitting an anti-hero. I'm not even sure how I'd play that because I, you know, like I said, I don't want to do the standard kind of interpretation. I want to try and find something really, really different. And uh, so, yeah, if anybody's listening and they have an anti-hero role, I'm all, I'm, (laughs) I'm here. There you go. See, we're helping you. Exactly. I appreciate that. This goes out to the masses. 
<laughs> all four people listening are going to be like, awesome. I'm going to cast this guy. <laughs> oh, wait, wait, sorry. Sorry. <laughs> um, all four bajillion people are going to be, are going to cast me. We can fix it in post. <laughs> <laughs> so you've, um, this is not your first rolling camp. Um, I did a, a, a bit part back and I think it was season nine. Um, Dave needed, uh, Dave Morgan needed some, uh, some background voices and just threw it out on the pendant discord. And I was like, sure, I'll do one. Mm -hmm. And I think it was like bystander number two. And he Mm -hmm. had two lines and, and it was when the like gelatinous blob destroyed the, the chocolate shop. And, uh, I, 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 I recited it. I, I definitely, I took like 45 minutes to record those two lines because at that point in time, I'm like, you know, this has to be perfect. I don't want to let anybody down. And, um, mm-hmm. you know, now I do it in like 10 minutes and it'd be like, it'd be fine. But, um, I, I did it. And then I tried to kind of improvise around it because the blob destroys the chocolate shop. And I'm like, no, not the chocolate shop. You know, uh, I, and then I added something like, what will I tell my children? And <laughs> it was one of the improvs that was not used. <laughs> Sadly. Are you improving at all with mask? Um, every once in a while, I I actually I had a uh, I had a a line in his first appearance where you know essentially he was surrounded by people with, you know by the police, and uh, right and there there was a line that was like ah new friends and then I I kind of was like so who should who wants to go around the circle and introduce themselves first or <laughs> uh, be like you know like. Uh, uh, he gets shot and his, his, or his, his mask gets removed and he's like, you know, my face. And so I went, my face, my beautifully evolved face. But I'm pretty sure they didn't use that either. Um, <laughs> it really should. It's gold, but. <laughs> should have a talk with Dave, but. Anyway. <laughs> there you go. I'm, I'm, I'm not bitter or anything. <laughs> but yeah, I, I do, I do like to throw in like, like my my approach in general when I when I audition for a role is I'm gonna do um, at least if I, if it's a two take audition then I will do the one yeah. line straight and then I will improvise the hell out of the second one uh, because then you you kind of show what you can do and right. if and then when I do do pendant you know we do three to five takes of every line and I'll do three regular and then mm-hmm. I will just ham the crap out of the the, <laughs> the last couple mm-hmm. and. Make sure that they know, hey, listen, I'm I'm aware of what my character's saying. I'm also kind of riffing on what that on on what what he's saying to try and, and uh, spice it up. Mm-hmm. Um, and so yeah, it's it's a lot of fun to do those kinds of things. That's that's actually good advice for you know people who are wanting to do this more. You know, like I don't know me. Um, <laughs> Well, yeah, it it just the the worst you can do is deliver something like uh, like a, the mistake a lot of of, of uh, new voice actors make is they deliver a line and it's the same delivery for every take. And mm-hmm. the big thing is is to to go through the line and think about what are the different ways you can you can emphasize the words or or inflect the words mm-hmm. and use that. Um, maybe the character is. You know, maybe the character is uh, angry, but maybe there's a little vulnerability in, in the subtext of the scene. Can mm-hmm. you deliver that? 
Um, and, and to really think about that. And that makes you kind of stand out from the pack. Mm-hmm. And then if you're improvising again, that shows, Hey, listen, I'm paying attention to what's going on, but I've got a slightly different way of doing it. And uh, maybe that works better than, than what you'd originally thought. So the, you know, those kinds of tricks definitely help when you're, when you're developing your repertoire. So we were talking earlier before we um, started and we'll come back to the acting for a minute in, in a bit. Um, but um, you are now one of Pendant's directors. That's true. And I, uh, I went through the, the director class in uh, during COVID times. So I, I'm, it, you know, I mean, COVID times, it was one year, but it felt like 10. So I think I did. spent at least a, the equivalent of a year in in uh, in deep study and you know contemplation before I went through my my uh, audio Jedi trials and you know, <laughs> I, I triumphed and uh, yeah so now I'm working on uh, on pendant shows so we just talked about doing the line straight and then doing them with trying to look at other ways of doing the line. Mm-hmm. And I'm guessing you were speaking about that from the actor perspective. Now yep. that you're directing, does that help you as a director? Have you have you seen that help? Are you getting that kind of um, input from other folks? It, it, you know, if I'm going to improv when I, when I do a take, I know that some actors are going to improv. The only thing that you, you that, that uh, that always drives a, a, I think a casting director crazy ignores what the line says and mm-hmm. just does their own thing. You know, you always have to do a couple of straight takes that that particular line is pivotal for something mm-hmm. later. So you want to make sure. Right. Um, or, you know, so for me as a, as a director, when I listen, I, I listen to it. I'm like, you know, that's actually pretty good. I like that kind of throwing in something new. I'll, um, and then every once in a while, something might happen where you could take a, that, that throwaway line and add it in someplace mm-hmm. else and add a little more context to the scene or, you know, just, just add that little extra something to, to give it more realism into what's going on. And then I try to see what I can do with it or how I can play with it and uh, mm-hmm. add more texture or just, you know, make it a little more interesting. Tell us about the director class. What was it like doing that? Oh. God, I, I still I have started taking therapy for my <laughs> my uh, my my post mm-hmm. uh, my my pendant training stress disorder. Um, you know, it, no, it it was great. I mean, uh, we mm-hmm. did with Tilly, uh, and and it was all over email actually. Uh, you know, Tilly sent out the call I think in March, twenty twenty, and I was like, this is how we clean the audio up so that it's ready for. For processing, and then this is what you're going to add in. You're going to add in music. You're going to add in sound effects, and you know this is how you're going to assemble it. The only difference that I had from from what everybody else was doing is that my audio uh, workstation was uh, was Audacity, and everybody else was using Audition. So I was is Audition on a particular platform? That's Adobe. Okay, and uh, I, I had the chance to get Adobe Audition and like an idiot, I didn't download it. So I, I, I'm still using Audacity mm-hmm. after all these years, and so you know, I, I was I was kind of figuring out some things on my own because I knew Audacity better than anyone else in that group. So I, I, um, you know, I, I figured out how to make everything work, 
but I I'd, I'd, I'd just play with the, the different uh, different lines and I would kind of listen to it and you got to figure out the natural rhythm of the scene and put the put the lines together and then figure out what kind of music works and that was the biggest challenge was because I never really used music I, I'd always been afraid to I'm like oh my god how am I going to figure this out this is ridiculous I'm never going to be able to do this and but I still had to and so I, I did and a lot of the choices I, I, I made really worked well. Um, the best music kind of has the same tempo as the, as the scene itself. And, you know, I, I mean, throughout each lesson that we got, we'd get more and more complex assignments mm-hmm. and Tilly would give different feedback and say, listen, I want you to, to go back and tweak these things and then send it to me. And then gradually I'd, I'd get all the way through. And then we got the, the uh, most challenging one, which was, I think it was we had to figure out how to get um, the character to to pan. We had to pan perspective from one room to the other, and we had to have the music, and we had to have the sound effects, and we had to have the dialogue. Um, and then I actually had to sync up two different uh, lines because essentially it was like a, a sequence where the character thinks she hears one person, but it turns out to be another. So you had to mm-hmm. kind of sync those two lines together so that they bleed into each other and then eventually – um, become one person. And so mm-hmm. I was like, Oh God, I've never done that before. This is going to be interesting. And it took like, you know, 45 tries, but I got it right. There you go. And, you know, by, I think by about June I was, I was done. And then I was, I was called on to do, uh, things for seminar. So you finished in June and you started when again? Um, I, I think I finished in June, 2020. And then, um, started doing audio work on some of the seminar shorts. No, when you started uh, the director not, class. Uh, let's see. I started the director class in March and then March. it took me a few months. Cause I'm just, I'm really friggin' slow at, at doing stuff. And yeah, I think that that's about right. I finished around June and then, or June or July, and then started doing mm-hmm. the, uh, the, the rappers for seminar. They put me to work. There you go. There ain't no such thing as a free lunch. So um, I, I, I was working on that, and then I did an episode of Pendant Shakespeare. Uh, we had some poetry readings, and uh-huh. so I did that. Um, and then uh, we re- started doing Pericles, Prince of Tyre, and mm-hmm. I've been working with uh, with uh, the incredible Jeff Robinson and uh, Morgan Soul, and mm-hmm. putting together those episodes. It's one of Shakespeare's lesser-known plays. Yes. And... Uh, so we're 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 doing a pretty. It, it's definitely, I think it's closer to the original subject matter. It's not like in space or you know everybody's dead and coming back to life or some other weird ass <laughs> interpretation. But it's um, not an eighty sitcom or out in no no blah, blah, it's not west. Any, I mean, I suggested calling it Perry Clee's Tire King of the Midwest, and you know you know really really bringing it into the twentieth century, but that that didn't get any traction. So. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, that would that would have been cool. Yeah, uh, he sounds like a sleazy tire salesman, and and it just it all clicked. But no, <laughs> no I mean, in, in all honesty, Morgan Morgan uh, did yeoman's work doing the research on on you know going through the text and you know figuring oh. out where to fill in because this one was actually co-written. The, we we think co-written by another author. And he, the author actually wrote sort of a novelization of this play. Mm-hmm. And so Morgan found a way to combine the dialogue from the play 
with parts of the novelization to give more context and, and enable the scene changes better. Okay. And uh, so I, I don't think we could have made it a, you know, an 80s kind of, you know, tire <laughs> dynasty kind of kind of thing. I think that would have no uh, laugh track that, in this one. Lost something. No, no laugh tracks, no death scenes, no death rays, no death stars, mm. no lightsabers. That'd be pretty cool, though. Yeah, I might put a lightsaber noise in one of the later episodes just for just for fun. See if anybody <laughs> notices. So you've done directing now in Pericles and Seminar, um, and you've done some other stuff with Seminar. Yes. Um, so I um, I've I have voice acted for Seminar. I have written mm-hmm. at least two episodes, two three three episodes of Seminar. Uh-huh. Um, I've done the transcripts for seminar and then audio edited the shorts. The only thing I, so I think are, I haven't done, I've also do the credits announcing. So I think the only thing I haven't done is written music. Yeah. I was going to say you're a triple threat and the only thing missing now is the music. Mm-hmm. So now That's I need awesome. to learn how to compose music. You do realize you're never leaving pendant. I, I did. I Ever. figured it was like the mafia. You, you, you get in, but you'll never get out. <laughs> but yeah, it, it, I've had a, I've had a lot of fun. Pendant was actually the very first show that I listened to when I got my iPod in, two, mm-hmm. in 2010. Oh, and, which one? Uh, uh, the iPod which Nano one? is like the, which show? Can we say which show? Oh, uh, seminar, seminar. Oh, okay, seminar was the very, very first one, and I started at the very beginning. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I, I, I kind of you know, worked my way up. And, uh, I, I think at the beginning I was like, you know, I, uh, this voice acting thing sounds really cool. I wonder how they do it. And I, I mm-hmm. never actually connected the dots that, you know, you just get a microphone and talk into the damn thing. So, um, I, I languished for about seven years and then I finally realized, mm-hmm. Oh, wait a minute. Mm-hmm. This is how you do it. Yeah. But, but, uh, and it's fun. Yeah, it really is. It, you you do have to get over the stage fright. I I, I remember the the very first uh, seminar role I had was a secret agent. Mm-hmm. Um, he was he was uh, essentially he was a he was a, a sleazy like dirty spy. He was a, d- a double agent and he was supposed to be British but not. So I did take my very carefully cultivated Eng- oh, English he was accent. The one that had the bad English accent. Just, yes, I had to completely yes, destroy I remember this it. one. <laughs> and I, I couldn't do it at first. I really had, I, I kept listening to it and I'm like, I can do this worse. I know I, I can. I can one. screw this up more. Mm-hmm. So I was switching mm-hmm. between accents by s- syllable by syllable to make it worse. You know, being bad is hard. You know, when you see oh some, God, yes. some people on TV who sing like horribly, they're mm-hmm. like Deborah Messing in like Will and yep. Grace. She's a horrible, you know, Grace can't sing worth a damn. But yep. Deborah Messing is actually has a fantastic voice. It takes a lot of work and a lot of talent to sing badly on purpose. So oh, yeah. it just comes naturally. But to do it, you know, convincingly, it's really like challenging from what I understand. You you really have to understand the rules incredibly well in order to break them and be yeah, be mm-hmm. terrible convincingly. And um that was definitely a a, a challenge because you know i've i've worked on i have worked on this accent for many many years and it has taken me a lot of time 
to understand the cadence and the pronunciation and then to completely mangle it. It, it was fun, but at the same time, I'm like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get fired. We're not paid, but I'm going to get fired. I know I am. I'm going to get fired. They're going to tell me <laughs> this is terrible. And Vince was like, well, hey, that cool, was thanks. point for that one, though. Well, yeah, but but if you're not bad, if you're not good at being bad, uh huh. So yeah, there, there there was a lot of agonizing over that. But you know, over the years, you you, you just you get used to it. And you're like, you know what? Screw it. I'm gonna be I'm gonna be bad. If I'm not bad enough, I'll be bad more. Um, I'll be badder. And if they fire me, well, okay, fine. I'll just move on. And uh, you know, you you just kind of learn how to how to roll with the punches. I mean, I got I got fired from my first voice, paid voice acting gig. So I, I I learned humility very quickly. Well, everybody has, you know, that thing that just doesn't work, right? I mean, every I've had customers I just didn't mesh with. You had that. I mean, we mm-hmm. all have that kind of thing where okay, I've been doing this for however long and yeah, okay, just didn't and uh, that much. was something that took me a long time to like come to terms with. Actually, I agonized over those for a long time, and I'm sure you probably did too. But at some point, you realize, eh, <laughs> right? Yeah, it, it, I mean, part of it is, you know, you just you you get to the point where you are confident in what you can do, and you're not going to agonize over it because it's like, hey, this is what I can do. I've given you my all, and right. if you don't like it, let's see what we can do to get what you want. And if not, then, hey, you know what? We tried, and no hard feelings, no harm done, and, and that's how it, how it goes. And mm-hmm. that's kind of what I've, what I've tried to subscribe to over the years because, you know, you, just, you can't please everybody. You can't do everything right. perfect. But it, it, as the voice actor, it's on you to mm-hmm. make sure that you give the best possible interpretation. Exactly. So, so, um, shifting over a little bit. So you, you mentioned earlier that you're now our credits announcer. Yep. Yep. I took over from Julia Eve in, I want to say my first, uh, my first episode debuted in, it was seminar mm-hmm. and, uh, it was like, September like your, your show, right? I mean, yeah, that's like your home base now. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. I've I've done everything but compose the music, like I said. So, uh, but yeah, I I because uh, seminar w- goes on a different like rotation than some of the other shows, and so mm-hmm. it it came out before the others. Mm-hmm. But uh, I think I recorded those lines in I don't want to say m- May of 2020. Recorded my first announcer lines, and then for for seminar and then moved on to major machine and then kingery and yeah i reading credits oh it's it's um they so um one thing that that has changed is that uh, there's a pronunciation key that's provided in general for every episode so I, i i generally know what each person's name is supposed to sound like which is awesome yeah um i don't have to agonize about whether or not i screwed the name up um, I get uh, rhymes with, you know, such and such, or, you know, here's the pronunciation key or listen, they recorded it because they really don't want you to screw it up. So, you know, I, mm-hmm. I, I roll with that. And one thing I really try to do with every show is I try to be a little bit different. So it's not the same read. So, mm-hmm. you know, seminar gets a, a little more, you know, a little more Zen. It's like, 
seminar episode 101 and and then uh, for kingery be like kingery season 11 episode 14 or mage and machine season two episode five you know and yeah you're putting I, I a try little to bit give... of the english accent there on, on seminar you could hear going well it more i don't i don't want to say yeah like, maybe more scholarly because it's you know seminar and they're that's what i hear that that's my take right yeah, it, it so the the idea was to be a little yeah it, it's uh you know listening to the to the music and listening to just kind of the vibe it was like you know I should be a little bit more kind of um more neutral or or, or yeah a little more scholarly like you know bring down the bring down the tone and just be a little bit more straight um in in the delivery rather than trying to sound like I'm being an announcer which is is more the the take when I'm doing like Mage and Machine or Kingery. And uh, go in more into my announcer voice when I'm when I'm reading those credits. Right. Um, Henry's fun because the uh, let's see, I usually get about twenty or thirty names for mm-hmm. for for that every episode, and and sometimes it's like I've got every single person that's ever been in Kingery represented, and you know, Dave will email me and say, "Hey, listen, uh, you know, th- this is a." Or, you know, he'll send me one with like 43 names and then the next one will be 33. And he's like, yeah, this one's not, not quite as long. I'm like, what are you, are you going soft on me? Are you, you giving me a week off? What are you doing? And, uh, the only time I ever really stumble with Kingery is when I'm actually reading, I, I read all the names flawlessly, but when I get to sensitivity reader, Christine Chester, I screw that up every single time. I have to do at least two or three takes of it on her name so, or her title. Um, when you when you're saying a, 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 the the whole thing together, sensitivity reader Christine Chester, that wow. something in my brain just kind of glitches and it, it 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 causes that S to to hang for too long, and then I just completely explode after that. It's like the Hindenburg. So um, I'll have to I'll have to save some of the bloopers that I have for that, and uh, and send them to you. But yeah, they're 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 epic sometimes. <laughs> especially when I start swearing afterward and I'm just like, son of a, and yeah, <laughs> we want to keep this PG 13 ish. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, I think we covered all of your, your pendant work, which is, you know, extensive. And it has been a while since we gotten a chance to talk. I'm glad we did. Um, are you working on anything outside of pendant right now? Uh, let's see. What am I working on? um, Oh my God, I've suddenly blanked. Um, That's right. I live my whole life like that. I, I'm so I I'm, I'm doing a, uh, I'm doing a couple of different projects. Um, you know, always, always auditioning for other, for other, you know, projects and other, uh, other stories. Oh God. So I, so in the last couple of years, I've done uh, the insomnia project with Caitlin Kleiman. Um, Caitlin is another, uh, you know, pendulum. Um, I think she holds the distinction of writing multiple seminar episodes and and being being credited for both scripts. And uh, so I feel like I, at some point I need to write an entire show just just so that I can, you know, compete. Challenge accepted, huh? Exactly, exactly. And uh, so I, she she did one called the Insomnia Project, and so I, I ended up voice acting for that mm-hmm. um, as the credits announcer. I was the, I was the voice of of Gonsanto. So uh, I was this, the voice of this really horrible multinational company. And um, so we had a lot of fun with that. And mm-hmm. so I did that. And then I was in Y2K 
which we we we're doing a season two this year, um, which is kind of a follow up. It it follows two friends um, in the year two thousand, um, mm-hmm. and they they're 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 separated by great distance, but they're leaving each other voicemails and kind of communicating, and and you learn more about their lives. And mm-hmm. I play the horribly abusive boyfriend to one of the characters, and that you know that that was a really ch- really challenging role to do, and I had a great time. Um, you're asking me what I'm doing now, and I'm just I'm kind of working my way forward, trying to remember what the hell I'm doing right now. Um, so <laughs> bear with me. Uh, oh my god, um, I I actually did something for Star Trek Excelsior, the, the uh-huh. fan series. So um, uh-huh. that'll be coming out. I, I I did a I actually did something last year where I was I was an Andorian, but an Andorian uh-huh. cadet. That was fun. Um, and then I think in the same year I played a a, a Klingon for for one of Tilly's role playing games. And uh, <laughs> I, I played a Klingon, and then the same uh, same week I played a British aristocrat. I found the Klingon easier on my voice. The Klingon was actually less yeah. strained. Yeah, because you know like. Uh, uh, this is uh this is Betrell, commander of the Quartar. You know, I, I had to be, do that voice. Whereas with the, the British aristocrat, I was like, of course, Mr. Holmes. You, of course, you, uh, you understand the, the, the severity of the situation. You know, that that is hell on the voice after oh, yeah. you know, reciting for 45 minutes. And uh, so it's more of the, the gruff English as opposed to the. Like, it's like, oh, yeah, higher kind of. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, you know, the, yeah, the higher the higher, higher register English and, yeah. is, is easier. This this kind of voice is definitely very very challenging. After a while, it's just you need a lozenge. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see, man, what am I doing? You're gonna have to edit a hell of a lot of stuff out after this. Um, nah. so I, I actually I've been... <laughs> it, it all stays in. Great, everybody gets to listen to me. So actually, um. You know, I have been doing a lot of stuff. Um, I, I wrote a, a Halloween parody for Y2K called 2K20. Uh-huh. Um, and I wrote that in about three hours. Huh. Um, and then I, I, I did the voice acting and I did uh, the, the audio engineering. Um, mm-hmm. Did the 11th hour audio challenge, uh, which is essentially you have one month to create an entire episode of a show. Uh-huh. You have to write. You have to create, you have to edit, voice act, music, a whole th- whole nine yards in one month, and uh, got that done. Um, I'm working on a I'm working on another seminar episode. I just turned that one in yesterday mm-hmm. or day before yesterday. Cool. So I'm playing a, a Texas bartender. <laughs> nice. Yeah, that was fun. I I don't get to use the southern accent very often, so it's like. Well, just under the gun, old timer. <laughs> Which I don't get to—I I don't get to do that very often. So um, I'm yep. working on a, a project called for a, a, a novelization of, uh, of Cirque du Freak. Um, someone is uh, uh, doing a, a, a dub of the the manga, and so I'm playing the the British middle aged dad. I feel like I'm I'm typecast either because of the British or you know the middle aged dad. <laughs> um. I'm doing another well, audiobook. We have to go with what we know, right? Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's I'm either a doctor, a villain, a British guy, or a dad. That there there are a lot of there are a lot of roles like that. 
Um, I'm, I'm doing another audio book, my fifth one. Um, and that'll, that'll be interesting. Um, I'm not, even, I'm, I'm not sure if I'm allowed to talk about what it's about, but, um, but it, it's a lot of fun. And uh, I just finished reading the, the novel the other day and I'm going to start recording oh. by next week. Okay, cool. Um, well, if you're under NDA and all that, we don't want to, we don't want Well, to there's no, there's no NDA, but I always oh. kind of have an unspoken NDA where I don't, I don't, I don't talk about the the project unless I have the explicit, like, yes, you're allowed to say you, you do this. Otherwise. Erring on the side of caution. Probably safest. Well, I mean, did you hear about the the young woman who uh, who who did the uh, who totally screwed up with the Miss Marvel audition? No. So that there was a young woman who was asked to audition for the title role of Miss Marvel. Uh, okay. Didn't get the role, and after the uh, actress was announced who was going to play the part, she goes on social media and says, "Oh well, I guess I can talk about this now. I was asked to audition for Miss Marvel." And now that this being social media, everybody says no. And so what does she do? She posts the audition sides that she used and part of her NDA, which is, you know, the greatest irony ever. uh, She redacted some parts of it, which is even funnier, but, um, but she posted her NDA and basically was like, yeah, I auditioned. So So as far as I know, NDA, but none of the content. She posted she posted the NDA, but she also posted the audition sides that she used for the part. Oh, okay. So essentially she managed to piss off Disney and Marvel in one go. It's pretty impressive. There you so, go. So, you know, the 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 main rule of NDAs is you don't know anything, you don't say anything. Right. And uh so I, I'm I'm always really careful about that because I never know. Even with even with like the seminar stuff at the very beginning, I was like, I don't know if I'm allowed to tell anybody this. And and luckily, Tilly was like, "Oh, shut the hell up! Just, just tell people about it. Doesn't matter." <laughs> okay, but well, yeah, um, error on the side of caution. And the next time we talk, we can talk about it. Yeah, I mean, all the all the really cool stuff is either uh, either under NDA or just in some nether world. Um, but yeah, like I'm I'm doing the the audio engineering. Um, I'm actually launching a, a podcast very soon. Um, cool. I, I started writing very short stories. Um, basically the length of a tweet and, uh, in the horror genre. And, uh, so it's called ill omens and bad tidings. And, um, I, I managed to take this really macabre photo of my, my shed in the backyard with the moonlight behind it. And it looks creepy as hell until you see it in the daytime. And you're like, really? Uh, <laughs> and, and so that's my cover art. And mm-hmm. so I, that's going to be launching like within the next couple of days. Awesome. So. Um, working on that. I, yeah. You asked me what I'm working on and I know what I'm working on, but you know, it, it's, it's really hard to get it out of my head. Yeah. Well, that happens. I've been, I've been rambling for like 10 minutes about what I'm doing. I'm not even sure what the hell I'm doing these days. Oh, it's all good. <sighs> it's all good. Well, I, 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 I'm going to talk about this. Um, I'm actually doing an improv podcast with, uh, with some, uh, friends of mine. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we're going to be launching that very soon. Uh, it's it's uh, that that's a fun one because it, it's in the fantasy genre, and I'm playing this really inept swordsman, and uh, it, it takes place in a in a dungeon, and or in a bar grill and dungeon. <clears throat> it's called Delvers. <laughs> nice. Yeah, it's a guy who who dreams of conquering a, a, the the infinite dungeon, only to find out that it's been turned into a into a franchise, and uh, he ends up getting a job working there. 
Very nice. So yeah, I, I play the, the the lead character on that one, and that's going to be launching here in the next couple of, in the next month or so, I think. Awesome. Um. Yeah. Have I have I rambled on uh, about about what I'm doing? I mean, that's like half I won't the say rambling, right but I, yeah, this is good stuff. I mean, I, you know, I, I did. Uh, there are things to do. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm keeping busy. I, I took a little bit of time off um, at the very end of uh, 2020 and just tried to recharge a little bit because my brain was mm-hmm. like totally fried. I, I couldn't, I couldn't sit down and, and do anything creative for a while because I had to kind of, kind of re- regroup. But uh, yeah, overall it's, it's been good. Been a hell of a ride. Very cool. Well, let's let's move over to bullet questions. Okay. Now, I did not go back and listen to our last interview um, from a year and a half, two years ago. But so, mm-hmm. if I asked these before, um, maybe you'll answer the same. Maybe you won't. We'll see. Okay. So, favorite Muppet. Oh, that would have to be. Oh, uh, that'd have to be Fozzie. Fozzie? All right. He tries. He tries. <laughs> um, favorite Star Wars. Let's go with movie. Favorite Star Wars movie. Um, I'd have to say um, I'd go with Empire. Empire? I, I think the story, I think the, the, the tone, the mood, it all, it all, all gels really together really well. Okay. Uh, favorite Star Wars show? Star Wars show. It's got to be the Mandalorian. That was just oh, like pretty damn good, flawless. That was awesome. Oh my god, it was incredible. This is the way. I mean, I th- this is the way. This is the way you you do it. And uh, mm-hmm. like I, I've I have literally sat at, at work and I've had you know the Mandalorian theme going while I'm working, and I don't know why. I just listen to it. But no, I, definitely the Mandalorian. And I'm really excited to see some of the other shows that are coming out. This Kenobi show better be pretty goddamn good. Pretty um, damn um, good. Sorry. Yes. I'm I'm looking forward to it. I, I I'm yeah, definitely looking forward to it. Um favorite? And, and go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, 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 go ahead. <laughs> okay. Um I, I would say that the the animated shows are fantastic too. Mm-hmm. But um I'm so far behind on Clone Wars and I haven't really gotten all the way through rebels and now we have the bad batch. And mm-hmm. now I, I, I just, I, I feel like I have an assignment where I have to sit down and, and watch everything. And I, you know, I'm trying to find the time to do that. So yeah. definitely go yeah. live action. Yeah. I've got to get back to all that stuff. I've been rewatching SG one. Oh, there we go. Yeah. We're the endeavor. Yes. And you know what? It holds up, but back to bullet questions, favorite Marvel movie. Uh, let's go with, uh, Endgame. Endgame. And favorite Marvel TV show. And this can be Netflix or the stuff on Disney Plus. Oh, Or man. any of uh, the cartoons that have existed for since, like, the 60s. <laughs> if you want to go there. Uh, no, I, 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 I don't even remember the, I probably saw them in reruns as a kid in the 80s, but, uh, let's see, I'd have to say Marvel, Marvel show. Um, that's a damn good question. They're, thanks, they're all, I strive for excellence. Really... What's that? I said thanks. I strive for excellence. <laughs> well, that one must always strive for excellence. I'm just going to mm-hmm. cheat and look at what the uh, 
and what the shows are because I I'm just blanking out. Uh, let's see. Marvel. You got Dude. on Netflix. You've got um, Luke Cage, Iron Fist, Punisher, Jessica Jones, um, Daredevil, and then over on Disney, you've got WandaVision, Falcon, Winter Soldier. You know what? I don't think I've seen any of these. Uh, totally need to binge watch it. They're awesome. I, I've been meaning to watch WandaVision, but the thing is my wife has not actually watched any of the Marvel movies, so she'd have no idea what the hell is going on. And I'm not going to sit there and explain every freaking character. I've been waiting well, on her. This I can tell you, for the first few episodes, even if you've seen all the stuff, you won't know what the hell's going on. <laughs> okay, okay, yeah, good. That's good. part of that's part of the charm. I, I thought it was extremely well done. You're going to love it. Okay, so that th- this is my assignment for the third interview. You're going to have to ask me what I what the shows are because I haven't watched any of them yet. All right, and let's go with DC. Favorite DC. Let's see. Uh, man, I I, I love the Flash. I mean, the first few seasons of the Flash was fantastic. Yeah, yeah. And then Barry became kind of a douche. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. So um, can people find you on social media? They can. They can find me at on Twitter at, at Doc, D-O-C, underscore Adam, underscore capital V-O, at Doc okay. Adam V-O. Cool. And on Facebook or any of the other ones? Um, let's see on, uh, let's see on Facebook. I'm AJ Blanford. And then on, uh, Instagram, I'm, I'm at doc Adam VO. Okay. And of course, and I think I have here. I have TikTok as well, but I've never done a damn thing with it. So I, I, I don't know if that's worth it. And, and of course you're here on the pendant discord. I am. You can find me as that. This is where it's a little different. Um, Bravo. It's pound Bravo 0449. Okay. Bravo is my older nickname, but I, I, I have a, I, I can choose really great nicknames for people, but I can't do anything uh, for myself. And so eventually I rebranded myself as Doc Adam Vio, but um, I was Bravo for a long time. Cool. And that stayed. Awesome. People can find me on Facebook, uh, facebook.com slash J O R D A N dot G O T T L I E B dot five zero three six. And on Twitter at GG underscore QA. Dude, thank you so much. Hey, it's my pleasure. It was a lot of fun having you on, Adam. I really appreciate you taking the time and on a holiday weekend, no less. Oh, no worries. No worries at all. It was a lot of fun to do. And I I always enjoy talking uh, about uh, Pendant, about the projects and about just whatever. Awesome. And we will kick this back to Tilly and Susan. It's over. It's over. It's over. Just the interview. It's over. Coming out Wednesday, June 16th. <laughs> Stop staring at me. Pericles, Prince of Tyre. Act one? Yes. Yay! <laughs> Independent Shakespeare. Oh yeah, that part. Young Prince of Tyre, you have at large received the danger of the task you undertake. I have, Antiochus. And with a soul emboldened with the glory of her praise, think death no hazard in this enterprise. Bring in our daughter, clothed like a bride, for the embracements even of Jove himself. 
at whose conception, till Lucina reigned, nature this dowry gave to glad her presence. The Senate House of Planets all did sit to knit in her their best perfections. See where she comes, apparelled like the spring, graces her subjects and her thoughts the king, of every virtue keeps renown to men. Her face the book of praises where is read nothing but curious pleasures as from thence sorrow were ever raised, and testy wrath could never be her mild companion. Coming out Wednesday, June 30th, Seminar, episode 99. Everybody, God here. Bet you're wondering why I called all of you, uh, you know, creative types, the greatest authors and poets in the history of my creation. You're welcome. You're welcome. Yeah? What gives? Ernest Hemingway and I were locked in a battle with an enormous marlin. Now I'll never know if we would have caught it. It's heaven, Madame Angelou. You would have caught it. Spoilers. God damn. (laughs) As you may know, the universe will be ending soon. And also, remember, every Wednesday, new episodes of The Writer's Block, and every Monday, new episodes of Pulp Today. Check them out! Sure, if you want. If you don't, that's okay, too. La la la, the show is almost done. Yay! (laughs) Okay, that's all for our show. Our show is done. At the end of the show. I mean, not yet, but it will be. Soon. Soon. You know, I don't think you've noticed this, because I don't know if you go back and listen to these episodes. No. But you sang something very similar to that many many episodes ago okay i clipped it out and i put it at the very end of every twip episode now what at the very end of after the credit for the music and then there's a little bit of you singing that's the end of the show well i wouldn't so great i wouldn't have done that if i had known that was a little different you changed the tune a bit so it was fine oh my goodness yeah i did not know i know but now you do well you know sometimes i do listen to twip Uh uh-huh (laughs) <laughs> it's just weird. It's a little weird. <laughs> but it makes me happy sometimes, too. That's all that matters, babe. Yeah. Aww. I love you. Aww. Okay. Be sure to stop by the website at PendantAudio.com, the Facebook group at Facebook.com slash PendantAudio, the Twitter feed at PendantWeb. We're on Tumblr at PendantAudio.tumblr.com. You can find us as Pendant Productions on YouTube. And, of course, stop by the website and click the link to our Discord server and come chat and say hi. We like to talk to peoples. Mostly you. All right. Susan's <laughs> barely on there. I sometimes, you know, deem my presence necessary, but... Do you? It's very, very rare. It's, it is. It's like, ooh, a Susan sighting. We're all blessed today. Uh-huh. So that's magical. When I that gotta happens. keep up the mystery. Yep. Yep. You're a mystery to uh-huh. everyone who listens to this show. Uh-huh. We'll see you back here next month. This is Susan Bridges. And Tilly Bridges. Thanks for listening. And keep those peepers popped. Ew. Ooh, now there's a garbage truck. 
Well, we live in the noise zone. Immortal garbage truck now. In this file forever. Noise zone! Keep your peepers popped. Ooh, that's better. <laughs> you like that? Pop those peepers. I don't know. That sounds a little gross. The theme to TWIP is Mr. Exposition by Kevin McLeod at Incompetech.com. Licensed under Creative Commons by Attribution 3.0 at creativecommons.org slash licenses slash buy slash 3.0. At the end of the show. At the end of the show. At the end of the show.